the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. This is a Baby Steps Millionaires theme hour. We're going to talk to real millionaires. People who have a net worth of a million dollars or greater, and we want to find out the real story of how they did that. We don't want your broke brother-in-law's opinion. He always has one, and he votes wrong. So we need to check out what's going on here. Where do millionaires really come from? George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Uh, to clarify, if you're a caller on this show this hour, you have a net worth of a million dollars or greater. That is the definition. It is an accounting metric of a millionaire. A net worth is a math calculation. It is not a feeling. It is not a moral construct. It is not a spiritual state. It is a math formula. The math formula is this. What you own minus what you owe is your net worth. Your assets minus your liabilities is your net worth. So, for instance, if the only thing you own was a mortgage, was a home, and you owe, it's worth $200,000, and you had a $50,000 mortgage, your net worth would be $150,000. That's your net worth. What you own minus what you owe. Thanks for the clarification, Dave. I've had to get in some fights in the YouTube comments because of idiots who go, well, unless you have a million liquid cash, you're not a millionaire. That's a cash millionaire. That's different. But your house doesn't count because you can't your house access counts. the house. That, that it's, it, it's, it's a balance sheet. It's what you would know if you actually took an accounting class. So idiots in Tic Tac didn't have accounting classes. And so they're out there running around, running their mouth about what a real millionaire is. A million. I actually heard a U.S. congressman say the other day, oh, no. all of these millionaires that make a million dollars a year. No, ma'am, you're stupid. And so are the people that elected you. Oh, my God, a million-dollar income does not make you a millionaire. It could lead you to having a million-dollar You can make a million dollars and be broke, turns out. You could spend two million. Oh, wait, that's in Congress, yeah. That's where they learned it. Yeah, okay. So the deal is a million-dollar net worth, and we're going to talk about the mythology around wealth in America today, where it really comes from, where it doesn't, but we're going to talk to real millionaires. 888-825-5225. We'll start with Canada making sure they got some millionaires north of the border. Kyle is with us. Hey, Kyle, what's your net worth? Hey, Dave and George, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. You too. I'm, uh, we're just just over 1 million, between 1 and 1.1. That counts, brother. Give me a little breakdown on the mix of that. How is that distributed among what kind of assets? I'll tell you what. I mean, it's, it's only a Canadian million, so I'm not technically as wealthy as your other American millionaires, but it counts for me. You're well, close. A Canadian millionaire. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a whole new look. All right. Perfect. Okay, so uh, I've got about half a million in my business. That, that's equipment, uh, mostly. Uh, 165000 in a TFSA between myself and my wife. Mm-hmm. 115 k in RRSPs. Mm-hmm. We've got about seventy-five k in a high-interest savings account, a hundred thousand in cash, uh, and about a hundred, hundred and fifty in home equity. Way to go! Good job. How old are you? We are twenty-nine. Well, I'm wow. twenty-nine. Wow, young millionaires! All right. So, how much of this did you inherit? 
financially, I have yet to inherit anything. Um, what I did inherit, Dave, I've got two super supportive parents that uh, that taught me how to handle money young and supported me getting started. So taught you how to financially, work. Financially, nothing so far. They taught you how to work. Taught me how to work and taught me how to save. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your uh, work in your working lifetime? What was your best year's income and your worst year's income so far? Uh, we've been growing year over year. Last year, we recorded about two hundred and fifty net profit. And I mean, net net profit. Yeah. Okay. Good. And uh, and when I first started, I mean, I first started at the lumber yard at sixteen. As soon as I had a driver's license for ten bucks an hour, mm-hmm. working four hour shifts in the evenings. So. Gotcha. Not very much. Okay, cool. So what is your career? You said heavy equipment. Uh, yes, yeah. I, uh, I'm in uh, heavy equipment in the agricultural space. I do custom farming for guys. Actually, corral cleaning is my main main gig. Very cool. Very cool. You got a, a four-year degree, two-year degree, any degree? I have a two-year degree, yeah, from a technology institute. Okay. What was your GPA? Uh, a little less than three. I don't remember exactly, but it was like 2.7, 2.8, something like that. Gotcha. Okay. And so, uh, can it be done now? Can you be a millionaire today? If you start from nothing, you're 29, you did it quick. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that anybody can do it if they want to spend their time and invest to do it for sure. What do you think the secret to yours was? I mean, when I started working, Dave, I just saved. 80%, 90% 80%, 90% of my income and, and waited for opportunities to come along. And when an opportunity came along to get into a business, I was able to buy in with cash and, and grow it from there. And I've operated in the black ever since. Love it. So Love you it. avoid debt completely? I do. Yeah. Uh, besides our mortgage on our house, we were owing about three, three thirty on our house, something That's like amazing. that. Um, but other than that, I, I do have to be honest, I've got a credit card just because uh, I, I use it for the things where it's more convenient, you know, to book a hotel room or, or pay for gas or whatever, but I'm very, very picky about what I put on there. Well, congratulations, Kyle. We appreciate you hanging out with us. You're a true first-generation millionaire. Very, very well done. So for those of you that are new to this process, Baby Steps Millionaires is a number one best-selling book. Uh, came out a year ago, January that I did. And the back of it is the white paper from the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America. 10,167 of them we studied, George. And our Ramsey research team is, uh, they're some of the best researchers in this type of space anywhere in America. Oh, yeah. And we used a third-party research panel as well to make this thing ironclad so that it didn't wasn't too close to home. And so all of that together, I mean, this I haven't seen a study this big in a long time when it comes to personal finances. Yeah, it was massive because we didn't want anyone to argue with the sample size. We only had 1,000 people, Dave. Yeah, so uh, thousands technically in a situation like this, statistically significant. But like accounting, not everybody's had the class, right? So they don't know that what statistical significance actually means. Uh, it is actually a math formula once again. So um, anyway, the, uh, the process was that we put these guys together, studied all of these millionaires, um, ones that knew about Ramsey, ones that didn't know about Ramsey, ones that had been through our stuff, ones that had never heard of me in their life, and uh, got some very, very clear indications where millionaires come from in North America. We'll share some of those with you as we go through the hour. Baby Steps Millionaires Theme Hour, here on The Ramsey Show.
It's a Baby Steps Millionaires theme hour. Where do millionaires really come from? Well, you have to be able to play professional sports, be a rock star, a country star, or an actor. Uh, Less than 1%. 0.8% of America's millionaires are names you recognize. Just doesn't come from those places. And so if you're growing up in a situation where you think the only way out of your situation is professional sports, you are statistically exactly wrong. It's the least likely way out, percentage-wise. The number of football players in high school or basketball players in high school that go on to play Division I is a is very very small the number of division one athletes that go on to be professionals is even smaller it is a fraction of a percentile you're not going to win that way the way you're going to win is controlling your spending and working on your income and this is how people build wealth realistically with a high probability in america today Hi, Greg is in Cincinnati. Greg, your net worth, sir. A $1.2 million, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Certainly. Give me a little breakdown on that by category. So, yeah, so right now we've got about 500000 in the house. Mm-hmm. We've got about 400000 in retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. And then the balance is spread up between kids' college, mutual fund, cash. Gotcha. Cool. How old are you? So I'm 41. Uh, my wife is 40. Awesome. How much of this did you inherit? Well, so no, no lump sum. It, you know, late grandfather did a cool thing. Uh, did an annuity type thing. So we got, we did get an extra fifteen thousand a year mm-hmm. for the last thirteen years, which was kind of cool. So mm-hmm. not a huge amount, but I mean, it, it that helps. helped when we weren't making a lot of money. Definitely, definitely helps. That's a lot of money when you're not making a lot of money. Uh, yeah, but true. if you just mathematically piled it up for 10 years, it's 150 grand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. So what's been your income, your best year and work share of your working life? Sure. Um, best year was last year. We made over 420,000, which Whoa. is an anomaly. Yeah. Um, I'm in software sales now. And so obviously had a good year, but for the 14 years of where we were really sticking to, uh, the plan, the detail plan, the first seven years, we were household income of 90,000. Mm-hmm. And then the last seven years before last year was 171,000. So I moved from marketing into tech sales and that obviously helped the bump up in average. Yeah. So you're in tech sales today. All right. What's your degree yeah. in? Uh, marketing and logistics. Okay. What was your GPA? Dave, don't worry about it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just a little, little, I'm not. little under, little under three. But my wife is not to be discounted here. She was a teacher. She her income obviously helped a ton. Right. And she has two degrees: an undergrad and um, a master's of education. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. She was four She would want me to tell you that. All right. Yeah, well, we know who the smarter one is. Okay. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you married her. Uh, make sure the smartest one. Yeah. All right. Good. So. Uh, are you guys book people or TV people? Do you read in the evenings or watch TV? Um, we try to be book people, but it's probably about 50-50. Okay. I'm being honest. That's good. We're probably 75-25. Sharon hears yeah. about some kind of crap on Netflix we turn on ever so often, but 
Most of the time, it's a book. Okay, cool. I like that. And then Dave's yeah. hooked on The Bachelor from then on. Yeah, and then I have to lose my man card and watch Downton Abbey or whatever it is. Yeah, so that's it. But yeah. Uh, wow, that was a while back. So this that's was an a, old joke. Yeah. It's like a 14-year journey for you. How long did this take kind of when you were getting intentional about it to go like, we want to hit this yeah. milestone? Yeah, good question. The, the first uh, about four years, we were really intentional, got turned on to Dave through the radio show and then the books and realized how dumb I really was. Um, so we got out of debt within the first few years. A lot of life happened, babies, fertility, paying off tuition, paying off credit cards. So um, the last half of the journey has been a little bit slower as we've completed the baby steps. And then you know, last year enabled us to actually pay off the house as of awesome. May 1st. So we're now completely ah, debt-free. Which we're really Now you're baby about. step seven, and that dropped you into the million-dollar category. Yeah. Perfect, yes, as it should be. Oh. Well done, Greg. Proud of you, man. Good work. Donna is in Huntsville. Donna, what's your net worth? Um, probably in the neighborhood of $9 million. I love it. Give me a little breakdown on that. Okay. Um, 95000 in a Roth, about, I guess, 105000 in IRAs. Um, one and a half million in a regular brokerage account and about 70,000 thereabouts in regular bank account. Okay. Um, $3 million in mortgage notes and probably $4 million in real estate. Ah, real estate people. All right. Real estate person. Love it. Real estate person. Yeah. All right. How old are you? I'm 66. All right. Cool. So how much of this did you inherit? Well, actually, a few years ago, I mean, way, way past the time that I needed it, I inherited $100,000 from a friend of mine when he died. So you were already a millionaire? Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Easy. So you're not a millionaire because of inherited money. All right. And no. what has been your income? Best year working in your lifetime and worst year? Oh, I'm, I'm 66 years old. My worst year, I made about $5,000 a year. Okay. You know, garbage jobs. Um, looked around and listened to the 55-year-old women complaining about the same thing I was complaining about, not being able to pay their rent hardly, and said I was going to have to make some changes or in another 30 years or so, that would be me. Good call. Um, so I went to school and got an engineering degree. Um, I, I had a bachelor's in philosophy already. Uh, quick story on that is I was a semester short of getting an accounting degree, and had the epiphany. I was thinking, thank God this is almost over. And then realized, what kind of job do you think you get with an accounting degree? And decided that wasn't for me. So changed my major at the last minute and got out. Um, but I also have master's degrees in physics, applied mathematics, and electrical engineering. Wow. So Whoa. what has been your career these last few decades? Oh, I haven't done any of that. I, I worked as an engineer for a couple of years. and uh, You just like collecting degrees for fun, like trophies. Exactly. I got a stack of them. But clearly you're good uh, at real estate. So is that your thing? What, what did you do for a career? Well, when I got divorced, I got stuck with a couple of rental properties, and I kind of liked that. And uh, I didn't have that much money, so I bought a condemned house. And had no construction background, but... Figured I'd figure it out, and I did. And okay. I got to where I'm quite good at it. I do the massive remodels. I bet. So it, you started you know, your worst year was a $5,000 income, and what has been your top year earning? 
Okay, now it's a little hard to say. Currently, I should be knocking back about seven hundred thousand a year. I would but think. Now, part part of that is you know return of investment on real on sure. the mortgages. Sure. Sure. And then I've got some expenses with the. Rental so, did you sell those property and hold back the notes, or did you buy notes discounted? Uh, no, I've I've sold them to friends of mine who think they want them, and I hold the paper on them. Okay. And I actually, and I rent too cheap, so I'm actually making more money off mortgages, more income from a mortgage than I am from the rent. Well, yeah, you're sitting on a bunch of it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yes, I'm sitting on a bunch of it. Well done, Donna. You're amazing. <laughs> so I was going to ask you if you've got a degree, but you got seven. So, Too many um, to list. And your GPA must be 4.2 on these things. Oh, heck no. Heck no. Uh, you know, I was doing your stuff before you were doing your stuff. You're right. You know. That's probably um, true. I mean, I'm serious. I always had $1,000, and, and it's amazing. That $1,000 really does top you from having crises. Yeah, when you're right on the edge, it keeps you off the edge. You're right. Good stuff, Donna. Well done. Wow, $9 million. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. This hour, we're doing a Baby Steps Millionaires theme hour. Four myths, four lies that people say and some people believe about wealthy people. Number one, they're brilliant. They have an inordinate amount of brain power. In other words, their GPAs are all 4.2. Not true. Not true. We already heard that this hour. 2.7 in there. Yeah, we got a a two under three and one 4.0. The typical millionaire, the typical person we talk to that is wealthy, has around a 3.0 GPA if they remember it. <laughs> Is that like just straight average? Is that kind of a B? Right, right at the, you know, 3, 3.2, something like that. Uh, right in there is what we find. Uh, uh, we didn't actually study that in the Ramsey Millionaire Study. That's just from us hanging out with millionaires for many years now. Uh, I find over and over and over again, you really can't be dumb. I mean, like I have a 1.0 GPA. Like you played beer pong the whole time or something. You can't be dumb and, and typically build wealth. You generally have to have some level of intellect, some ability some IQ to and EQ critical helps. thinking skills, ability to stick with something, ability to think through something. But, um, but it does not require that you're a genius, which means I have a chance. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Dumb and dumber quotes. Oh, yeah. So there you go. But, um, yeah, I'm saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Um, there is – very uh sadly there there while there while intellect a level of intellect is there the other thing we find is not ne- a necessary level of education completed uh although we find a large number have college degrees uh but the um what we do find is they're almost all lifetime learners like our last one donna 66 years old with nine million dollars oh, yeah she continued to go back and get degrees because she started in a dead-end job making nothing, 
looking around at 55-year-old broke women going, I'm going to be one of them. I don't want to be one of them. So what'd she do? She just kept learning. And even when she got a divorce, what'd she do? She went and bought a condemned house. I don't know how to fix it up, but I think I can figure I'll it figure out. figure it out. Continual learner, continual learner, continual learner. Always reading, always growing, always learning, always putting something new in their cap. How many books have you read since the first of the year? I've completed three nonfiction books this month. I'm on a roll. <gasps> I'm on a roll. I don't I usually do that many a month, but I'm on a roll right now. And I've got, uh, I've got a great nonfiction. Jack Carr's new one's laying on there. Uh, a great a fiction book. I'm sorry. It's a, a great one. And then I've got a nonfiction laying on my desk right now. And I'm getting ready to start too. And, um, I'm just going to tear into them. Just, I find everything I want in a book, reading, 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 reading. So I see that a lot with millionaires. They, you know, Yes, I admit it. I watched Tiger King, but I also read. Okay, and so I have to offset my brain. The real admission, the brain cells that, that I it. killed watching Tiger King, have to be replenished by reading. So that's it. So yeah, I mean, we all do. We all do some things we regret. In it was twenty twenty. It was a tough year for all. It was of us a stuff. hard year. It was a very hard year for for a lot of tigers. And so, um, well, my favorite stat in there was that ninety seven percent of the millionaires believe they control their destiny. I went, that is profound because and, most and people. And 69% of the public does. Yeah. So comparatively to the general public, there's a high correlation of, I believe I can do it. Yeah. If you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. And here's one of the ones that I think is so, so classic. It fits with this uh, envy and jealousy culture that we're building, which is kind of a, a core tenet of socialism, right? You know, I have to envy someone. I have to hate someone's success. I have to be jealous of someone's success. And this one falls in that bucket. All wealthy people are crooks because that's known way to become wealthy. You have to be crooked. And the weird thing is I have met 10, I've met thousands and thousands of millionaires, 30 years doing this. And I have met hmm, over 50 in person, had conversations with them, billionaires. Now, that's a thousand wow. million. And out of those billionaires, I only know two of them that I can remember that are complete butts. They were complete. And if I named them, you would know them. I mean, they're that, they're that kind of butt. And uh, they're like famous butts. You know, that's those what are we're the saying. best kind. Yeah. And so, uh, but the, the rest of them are some of the nicest people on the planet. Because here, here's this is fa- this is a pr- truth broken logic. Okay, the logic of this says you rip people off to get money. The problem with that is that when you rip someone off, word gets around, and the next one is harder to rip off, and then word gets around, and the next one's even harder to rip off. So you're running a uh, business. Let's just call it a car repair place, and you. Don't repair someone's car and you overcharge them. You rip them off. So if that's you and you get ripped off by the car repair guy, what do you do? You tell, you tell your, your friends. friends. Stay I away it, from Put him. it on Facebook. Yeah. Don't go Stay there. Stay away from this guy. He's a, he's a crook, right? Leave a bad review. Yeah. And, and, and pretty soon the guy's out of business. He's not wealthy. But if the guy takes really good care of you, you go in and he goes, hey, he spends about five minutes fixing your car and goes, oh, it's just one little thing here. He turns a screw and what do I owe you, buddy? Nothing. Just remember me when you have a real car repair and tell your friends. Well, guess what you do? You remember him when you have a real car repair and you tell your friends. And you look up 10 years later and the guy's got shops in five cities and he's worth about $10 million because all he did was honestly repair someone's car a lot. That's all he did. 
and he's got a net worth of five or ten million dollars they're all over the place so it turns out the best way to become wealthy is high integrity is what the actual critical thinking leads us to believe versus ripping people off so this idea that all the rich people are crooks all that means is you're a small-minded jealous person who doesn't know how life works that doesn't say anything about rich people. It may say something about you. Well, when it makes, you say the stuff logic like that. doesn't make sense because if they get wealthy, that automatically makes them a crook based on their own logic. Well, that means you wouldn't want to get wealthy. That's the person that's saying that. I wouldn't want to be rich because all those rich people are bad people. Ugh. And it's quite the opposite. Most of them are really good people who've helped a lot of people. That's how they became wealthy. You know, and I've, I've noticed this about us. No one was pissed off when I sold $10 books helping people get out of debt out of the trunk of my car and I helped 10 people. And I sold 10 books making $10. Nobody was mad. But now that I've sold 20 million of them, Dave Ramsey got rich on the backs of poor people. No, I helped more people than I did when I was doing the trunk of my car. A lot more people got help now. And they gave you certificates but, but of appreciation. now, because of scale, I'm automatically evil. All that means is you're an idiot if you say stuff like that. That's all that means. And that's not me being defensive. It's just your critical thinking skills suck when you do that. I mean, you're just exposing yourself. It's just bad. So, millionaires come from hard work and honesty. Hmm, who knew? Andrew is in Irvine, California. Andrew, what's your net worth? Uh, 1.3 million. Very cool. Depending give, on which website you believe when it comes to the house value. Ah, that's cool. That's Good fair. Point. And so give me a little breakdown on the 1.3 million. All right, so I have 385 in traditional IRAs, 180 in Roth IRAs, 30 in a taxable mutual fund, 10 in individual stocks, 9 in an HSA account, 90 in cash, and somewhere between 600 and 900 in the house. Uh, Zillow says it's worth 900. I don't believe them. Okay, but it's probably worth eight. Yeah, well done, man. How old are you? Uh, 34. 34. Wow. How much of this did you inherit? Uh, not a penny. My parents are still alive. My grandparents are still alive. Okay, very good. And how much of this did you steal? <laughs> uh, not a penny. I don't believe in that. Uh, referencing the last rant. Okay, wow. yeah, very good. All right. And what's your best year of working income and your worst year? Uh, worst year would be right after I graduated college. I was making $14 an hour, and best year was 2017. My wife and I grossed about 350 What's your What's your degree in? Uh, cinema and media art. Oh, good. So film production. Got it. Awesome. What was your GPA? Uh, 4.0, but film school is easy. <laughs> That's a great answer. Well, you're really good at it, clearly. Obviously very good. Congratulations, Andrew. Thanks for sharing your story. This is the Baby Steps Millionaire Theme Hour here on The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, 1 Corinthians 9, 27. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Clint Eastwood says self-respect leads to self-discipline. When you have both firmly under your belt, that is real power. Whoa. From the one and only. There you go. Hey, guys, if you've changed your life with the money principles we teach, chances are someone you know helped you. They lit a fire under you. They guided you. Mom and dad gave you TMMO as a gift. Your pastor offered Financial Peace University at your church. Well, now it's your chance to share that same kind of hope. And a good way to do it is by living, by giving them the live and give box. 
It's the perfect gift for a newlywed or a graduate in your life. It's everything you need to win. It comes with Financial Peace University, the best thing we do in the building, the Total Money Makeover book, and Baby Steps Millionaires. And right now, you get all of this for just $89, but just for a few more days. So talk about a gift that matters. It's called hope, freedom. Grab this live and give box today, only 89 bucks at RamseySolutions.com slash box. Lisa and Alan are in Sacramento. Hey, guys, what's your net worth? Well, Dave, in 2007, our net worth was $2.1 million, but then we lost it all, and our, it fell to negative $4 million. At that point, we found you and started slowly climbing back out. We did our debt-free scream 20 months later in 2010, and you told us we would be millionaires again, and I thought you were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But guess what? We followed the baby steps, and our current net worth is $1.2 million. You did it! Woo! I bet it's a lot more solid this time. You bet it is. Yeah. How old are you guys? 64. 64. So you're like me. You had to do it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this one. All right. So give me a little breakdown on the $1.2 million. How's it broken down by category? Well, we have two houses worth about one million and twenty-five thousand. In retirement, we have about three hundred and seventy thousand, and cash one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, I'm getting more than one point two then. Oh well, we have a mortgage. Oh, you do. Okay, all right, and <laughs> on the mortgage, so that reduces the net. Okay, I got you. Okay, cool, very cool. All right, and so how much of this did you inherit? Zero. Okay, cool, and. Uh, so what are your careers? Um, I'm an architect mm-hmm. and my own business, mm-hmm. and I work in his business. Okay, cool. So obviously you have an architectural degree, and um, what was your GPA in that? 3.5. Okay, very good. All right. So you guys are the comeback story. What uh, advice would you give to the 25-year-old version of you listening so they only do it once? I would say beware of real estate investment schemes that turn out to be scams. Mm. (laughs) Oh, I remember you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. Those were some numbers. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It was not just a bad advice. This is a true... Actual scam. actual scam, right? It was yeah. an actual scam. Yeah. The, the CEO of the company has been in prison for quite a while. Wow. 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 And you guys climbed how, out of that. How would you advise someone? This is so interesting. How would you advise someone avoid that? Oh, How dang. do you keep from getting scammed? If it's too good to be true, it's not true. There you go. I like that one. Did you have a sense at any point, like something to, early in the process, like something doesn't feel right, but you went ahead anyway? I think it was when we uh, took out a mortgage on our property that was getting close to being free and clear. To yeah. invest in it this just didn't feel right. scam. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So anytime someone says, hey, give me this money, I'll turn it into 10x that. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Yep. Oh. Man, wow. I'm proud of you guys for climbing out of that. You guys are impressive. Negative $4 million feels unsurmountable. 
all the way to back positive 1.2. That's very cool. I told you you would be. And you know how I knew you would be is once you've been in this, once you have breathed that air, you know what it smells like and you know it can be done. It's like one time I rode a bicycle and then I had a wreck, but I knew I could ride a bicycle still because I had done it before. It wasn't theory anymore. And so they, they always say the second million's easier. It is because you know you can do it. I've done it once. I can do it again. I just won't do it as stupid this time. I'll, I'll be smarter, you know, and, and that's how I felt anyway. And so I, I'm convinced that, that's, that the second million, if you have to do it twice, is always easier. Way to go, you guys. I'm so happy to hear from you. And ding, ding, ding. I'm happy I was right that you're back. Wow. I like being right about a lot of things, but I really like being right and about that. And you always that. wonder, where are they now? And we just found out. Yeah. That, that was a few, but that was a true, I mean, millions and millions of dollars lost. A real scam. So um, the last lie, changing the subject, about millionaires that is told is they all inherit their money. Factually not true. There are no trust funds involved today. That, no, some do inherit money. They all hit the lotto. Factually not true. Now, by facts, I mean actual data, not theory, not my opinion, not your opinion, not a feeling you had, not your Marxist teacher from college, but the real world is of the largest study, airtight research. The research technique is so squeaky clean, no confirmation bias, had double double looks on it our team was running one set of programs the outside team was running another set of programs to make sure we weren't accidentally stumbling into conclusions that we thought very good research and so to the point that if you don't agree with the net discoveries of this research on this solid data you're what's known as wrong that's scientific there we go it's that solid so 79 percent of the millionaires that we talked to inherited precisely zero Another 5% did get an inheritance, but it was like $5,000 from grandmother. And it was not enough mathematically to make you a millionaire. And another 5% got a substantial inheritance like Donna did earlier in the hour. 66 years old received a $100,000 inheritance after they were already millionaires. So it's hard to say that the inheritance caused her to be a millionaire because it came after she was already a millionaire. So 79, nothing, five, a little bit, five after already, 79, five and five is 89. Okay. That's nine out of 10 of America's millionaires are first generation rich. So don't let the hope stealers, the crazy leftists tell you that America is so broken that you can't get ahead today. There's always been challenges. There's always been problems. There will always be isms. There will always be idiots in your way. Count on it, but you can do it. Don't let people tell you you can't do it. And that's the whole theme of this hour, and for that matter, of everything we do at Ramsey. You can do it. And I love how boring this is. I mean, you heard the mixes of these numbers. It's mostly people's primary homes, and their retirement accounts, and then some cash position. There was no flash. But I didn't hear any like crypto. No one hit the right single stock. There wasn't the right, in, right investment opportunity, except for a scam. And so that gives me hope that anyone can do this. Invest 15% of your income into retirement. Pay off your house early. It's that simple, and it's that boring. 
and that's that hopeful. And that gets you the first one to five million, maybe even 10 million. Donna got to nine, but Donna's got some real estate in there. And, uh, but there was nothing fancy in any of this. No, uh, double backflip family trust partnerships, which by the way, don't exist, but the secrets of the rich are that they're boring. That's the secret. The secret is believe the boring advice. Uh, good show, guys. Good well done, Austin, Ben, James, Zach, Andrew, Bob, everybody in the booth, the booth dudes. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.